three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter. Hope you're all having a great week. Uh, I apologize real quick for the slight delay in reviews. I had a horrible cavity that's going to have to be, going to have to pull the tooth, which is not great. So I was in a lot of pain. Really didn't feel like talking, but here we are. Um, So I've got a review here for Black Widow, which... I actually got out of no more than about 30 minutes ago. I uh, went and saw that with my partner. And because I'm going to be that asshole, it's actually my second time seeing it because I got a screener for it. But <laughs> but I will say it was really great to experience this with a crowd. So I'm going to get into a little bit of story time at the end of my review. But as far as the actual film, this takes place, of course, uh, between Civil War and Infinity War, uh, and stars Scarlett Johansson once again playing Natasha Romanoff. And something that I really think that we do need to start doing with Scarlett Johansson, because, and I and I have her I have her filmography up here. Scarlett Johansson has maybe one of the more underrated careers I think in Hollywood currently going right now. Because here's the thing. Scarlett Johansson's hot, and that will always be able to get, like, Scarlett Johansson's so attractive that that's one of those women that even straight women go, you know, I'm straight, but if I had a hookup of a girl, probably be Scarlett Johansson. She's that pretty, and she's been gorgeous for, it seems like, for forever, but at the same time, she has this incredible list of great performances, really, I would say since 90, or not 90, I'd probably say 90, oh my gosh, I just said 90, (laughs) I'd probably say since 2006 uh, with The Prestige, she's really been one of the most consistent uh, just actors, male or female, that we have in the game right now. I remember seeing her in the the, uh, other Bolin girl and going, oh wow, she's, because it takes a special actress to go ahead and be able to do Uh, historical dramas or be able to do Shakespeare or do Broadway, which is why not every actor fucking does it. And the fact that she was able to play uh, Mary Boleyn in the the manner, in the extreme bitchy manner that she did. And, you know, then she goes on something like Vinny, uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I'm going to completely ignore that she was in the spirit. But then, of course, we get her debut as Natasha Romanoff in Iron Man 2. And it really does feel like Scarlett Johansson has grown with the character because yes, while when you see her in Iron Man two, there is that joke about her, you know, undressing in the car. At least it led to a joke. At least it wasn't some Star Trek in the darkness shit, <laughs> which I appreciate. But you know, Scarlett Johansson did talk about the fact that you know, Black Widow was more sexualized uh, early on, and it really wasn't until I, th- I think that turn for most people and for general audiences really came when Captain America Winter Soldier came out. And that was this depiction of Natasha that the Russos, who, let's keep in mind, had never directed a film of that scale. They'd just been doing community. They go ahead and, and do that film and just knock it out of the park. And ever since then, 
the character's just been on this trajectory, I think, in the comics and in the films that has been just incredible. And it's really, I'm really happy for Scarlett Johansson. And the one thing I would say before I kind of dive into this more is that I understand in a perfect world, we've gotten this, you know, maybe after Iron Man 2 or right after Civil War. Yeah, sure, you can make that argument. But to be honest, I like the fact we're getting the film now. I, I really am happy that we're getting almost a second chance to say goodbye to the character because, and let's just call it what it is. While I love Black Widow, Iron Man is Iron Man. So the fact that he dies, we kind of knew the back part of Endgame was really going to f- focus on that as far as the last couple minutes. This feels like a proper good goodbye to the character, but it sucks to have to say goodbye to the character because I love this character so much. But as we go in here, so Natasha is on the run uh, after uh, sc- <laughs> after screwing over Team Iron Man, <laughs> which, which was great. But she's on the run and she goes ahead and the movie starts off in a way that I really appreciate. It starts off with a young uh, David Harbour as uh, Alexi, her dad, and then uh, Rachel Weisz uh, playing her mom. And, you know, we get her and her sister, who will grow up to be played by uh, Florence Pugh. And I really dig the fact that we get kind of this born Ultimatum-esque uh, opening with them. There, it's, uh, I want to say it's 95, and it takes place in Ohio. And, you know, they're on the run. They're, they're Russian spies who've been working over... Uh, working to go ahead and screw over the U.S. government, in this case, S.H.I.E.L.D., which, as we know from any sort of interaction with them, the MCU, S.H.I.E.L.D. has no qualms with just shooting someone (laughs) because, of course, Project Insight from Winter Soldier. And it leads to this really great chase scene. And something that I appreciate about it early on is that you feel the gravity of what they did and, you know, these are kids. They didn't know what they're doing. They just know that these people are their mom and dad. And I really appreciate the fact that there is that just scared uh, nature of these kids being ripped away from their parents. Uh, Alexi ends up handing them over to this man who ends up being very important later on. And it leads to one of my favorite, I'd say, opening title sequences in the entire MCU. It has this uh, it plays uh, plays uh, smells like Teen Spirit, but this very gothic, very dark, sorry, darker version of the song, and it has these images of these women being tortured, and it's and going through the whole Red Room sequence. And for me, this is probably the closest that uh, Marvel will ever get to a to a born ultimate uh, to a born film or to a true spy film. But it's not just a spy film. It's a it's a spy film. I, I would say probably f- like first uh, foremost. But it's it's an espionage thriller. It's a dysfunctional family drama. It's really a send off to one of the best characters and one of the most I think biggest surprise characters in comics as far as Natasha being depicted here. And at the end of the day very similar to WandaVision, where it was about grief, this is about recovering from abuse. Like, at the heart of the film, that's what it's about. And it's crazy for me, at least, how it managed to balance everything so well. So, I'm going to get my complaints out of the way first. So, my biggest complaint about this movie is, I really think, I would have liked a little bit more time in the Red Room. 
not even much more time, but like another five minutes. I think there's a little more they could have pushed here as far as the dark nature of it. Now, to the credit of the film, in the third act, I did get more of that darkness. I just wanted a little more. It's just a personal preference. I wanted a little more of it. Um, secondly, the biggest complaint about this film, I would say, is that it's not Winter Soldier. And it's not Civil War. The action scenes, I think, are very well done here. But there's nothing on the level, for me at least, of that uh, freeway overpass fight in Civil uh, in uh, Winter Soldier. The closest thing I would say we get is the initial meeting between Natasha and uh, uh, Lelana. That action scene where they're uh, going hand-to-hand is fucking amazing. And seeing it on the big screen was was a very, oh, shit, sort of moment uh, watching, it the, uh, watching it the whole way through. And you could make the argument about, oh, it's a superhero film. It ends with a giant you know battle in the so- sky and everything falls apart. Okay, if you want those complaints out, fine. But that's oh, and then the uh, the guy, uh, kind of Scarlett Johansson's confidant in the film, who's helping her get you know like a helicopter and these things that she needs, and helping keep her off grid. I'll be real, I don't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> like I don't remember who he is. Uh, 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 Mason. There you go. He's played by Q uh, Ot. Uh, 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 Fug, uh, Fug Benley? Fug Benley? Sure, we'll go with that. He has some dialogue, and he's fine, but he is he is a simple plot device that really, I guess, has to be there, but he doesn't get a lot to do. He really is just there to kind of be made fun of and go, here, you ungrateful bitch. Here's this. That's really the only reason he's there. But outside of that, I really don't have many genuine big gripes with the film. Um, I think this film, if you're a guy, and I'm saying, speaking from the, from the male perspective here, if you feel uncomfortable, you're kind of supposed to. That's kind of the point of this, because when you get into the Red Room stuff and how we get into the actual science of how they're literally taking women's uh, rights away, it's very Jessica Jonas, uh, uh, very Jessica Jones-ish. I almost said Jonas, like Jonas Brothers, but Jessica jones Esque, there you go. In the sense of when you think about Kilgrave and how he's taking these women's right away to feel or to even, you know, comprehend what's going on around them. They talk about the actual chemical aspect of that and how it ties into uh, the Winter Soldier program. And it's kind of a, almost a blink and you might miss it. But I love the fact they made that connection because not only does it make how the film ends up feel more powerful with uh, uh, Lelena and Natasha teaming up to go ahead and free, you know, a little room, a program filled of these women who don't have a choice. But it ties back and it really makes Bucky's transformation from turning uh, away from the Winter Soldier moniker and becoming more of his own person. And that whole sequence in Wakanda that we've seen Falcon Winter Soldier, it makes that scene even more powerful. So I love the way that they connected that. And I have to say, Ray Winstone, he ends up playing a, a, a Dragov. He's the head of the Red Room. He is so good at playing a piece of shit. Like, and I mean it as a compliment. He's one like he's always one of those actors when he pops up, I go, oh shit, right on. I, I'm so happy you're in this. And he, the the initial the last bit that him and Natasha get to really just have a conversation before things break down. 
I love that whole sequence. And he he drops this line of, you know, I'm using, you know, the one natural resource we have too much of, you know, girls. And I just went, fuck, that's grim. And ugh, that's gross. And God damn it, dude, why are you such an asshole? It, it's great, though. And that whole sequence is so incredibly well done. And I love the dialogue with that. And we have to, I, I, you know what? Fuck it, I'll bring her up now. Florence Pugh is special. She's incredibly special. And, you know, I could go down the list. I have not seen Midsummer because I refuse to be scared and I hate being scared. But I remember seeing her, uh, I saw her in that uh, Father of the Bride a part three short, which I thought she was absolutely wonderful. And she's great and Maleficent and she's just, she's just an incredible actress and we're very lucky to have her. Also, if you haven't seen her in Little Women, you should, but she really does steal the show here. As much of this movie is about Natasha and it is about Natasha. And I stand by the fact it's a great ending for her. I love Florence Pugh in this. It's interesting how Natasha has this family uh, in, in the form of the Avengers, how she's able to go ahead and, you know, she's able to go ahead and um, use, you know, this family. She even talks about how being around people helps distract her from actually, you know, reflecting on things. Um, you know, Natasha's coped with these horrors in her past by just being just a cold person. And so when you get someone like Steve Rogers or Banner, who's able to kind of cracked exterior a little bit you see the best version of her in that same sense uh Lelena has this incredible scene where this uh that compound that I mentioned earlier um she gets hit with it and it snaps her out of this trance that she, all the widows are in, under she has to go ahead and deal with the fact that she just killed someone that she wasn't supposed to kill and that she had no choice in killing and so Lelena goes ahead and uses humor to go ahead and mask her pain, which a lot of us do, yours, yours truly included. And so I really appreciated seeing how they they both found their ways to kind of cope with their bullshit. David Harbour, my God, I what my biggest complaint about David Harbour is that I wish he was playing Ben Grimm. I wish he was playing the thing. He'd be a perfect Ben Grimm. Fuck it, have him play both characters. Who cares? But you, of course, know David Harbour from Stranger Things, most likely. And him as Alexi, he is playing that asshole guy. And I mean that as a compliment. There's this point where, you know, he's talking about how, you know, oh, you broke me out of prison. Thank you so much. But you should be so proud of yourselves. My girls, you know, uh, Lelena, you became the most vicious child assassin the world's ever seen. Natasha, you're an Avenger. And having that very dumb guy brain of going hey you went through abuse but you're better now right it's like that doesn't negate the abuse you dumb motherfucker and i appreciate that natasha and elena are both aligned in the fact that yeah you gave us up you fucking prick like we're not just we're not happy to see you we're fucking angry and where the film ends up as far as them you know quote healing unquote i appreciate the fact that you know, they're together, but it's not like the slate is just wiped clean. And it shouldn't be, considering that they were tortured for, you know, minimum a decade. And considering the things that they actually went through. I, I appreciate that the film addresses that. Um, the action bits for me, I know I mentioned the uh, Lelena and Natasha fight, the initial fight. Uh, Taskmaster, 
So here's the thing about Taskmaster. And I remember I even told my partner, I laughed and went, oh God, I can see how some people are going to hate this. Some people are going to hate the twist with Taskmaster. And if you're one of those people, fine. I don't know what to tell you. And I mean that in the most, I really do just mean like, okay, if you don't like it, that's fine. Because it is a very Iron Man 3-esque twist with Taskmaster. But the fact it ties back to the red on Natasha's ledger. And at the end of the day, that's what this film's really about. Outside of, of course, setting up, you know, future stuff. But it's about Natasha dealing with the, the red in her ledger. And when you find out what she was doing before she defected the shield, it's some pretty dark shit. And I appreciate that the film doesn't dance around the fact that Natasha killed people. She killed a lot of people before she became one of the, you know, the quote, the, the good guys. And there is a, there is a darkness that's explored there that I really appreciate that it dove into, but the red Natasha's ledger by the end of this film, you know, cause she talks about, the red in her ledger and everything. I love the way that Natasha got her vest that she's wearing in Infinity War. That was something that I went, wow, they even tied the fucking vest together. Like, oh, Marvel, you get this. I love because the whole the, the whole origin, I'll say, of her vest was something that I went, that's really fucking funny. But it ends up being cute in a way that I went, oh, I, I, I really like that. Also, seeing... The white costume. I'm just a huge fan of that look for from Black Widow in the comics. And goddamn, the the white suit looks fucking clean on the big screen. It, it just it looks great. I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson. She looks great and everything. But 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 seeing it in motion and everything, I wish I would have gotten a little more of it. If if I'm gonna be that guy, would have liked to have seen more of the the white costume. But I got to see it once, and the action bit that she uses it in. I thought was really well done. So I'm trying to think of what else I can talk about without completely spoiling anything. Cause I really do want people to experience this from, from themselves. Uh, as I mentioned, this is my second time seeing it. And I was in between two grades watching it initially. I, and I actually watched this with my partner back on the, uh, Oh God, back on the 28th. I want to say, and and going okay i really like i i think i'm gonna land here and i'm happy i saw it again with her because i wanted to just kind of confirm my grade and seeing the seeing everything on the big screen it does help and having an audience who was really with this movie uh we went and saw uh fast nine which i have not posted a review for yet i will soon but I love seeing that movie for crowd because the crowd was into it and the people who we saw us with, they laughed, they cheered, they were, they were really happy uh, watching this. And I, I really dug that. Um, a one other thing I wanted to bring up is there is this, uh, there's a sequence that you see in the teaser trailer for Black Widow where uh, Natasha and uh, Elena are on that tower that tips over and they have a widow who, uh, I want to say Natasha uh, is like has her by the wrist and that widow ends up executing herself. She uses the widow's blast to her face and it shows the damage that the widow's blast can do at point blank range. And that was something I went, damn, I was not expecting you to, to show that, but I appreciate you show like, how grim uh, these consequences are. And that is always a threat that's around the corner. Um, 
I do see a world where Rachel Wise and David uh, and um, uh, Hopper. Uh, <laughs> I do see a world where they where they David Harper. I was right. I do see a world where they come back, especially with what Rachel Wise's character ends up being, and that's all I'll say about spoiling. I could see them coming back very easily. The in credit scene. Oh my god! I'm not gonna spoil it, but what? What they set up, I go, well, I'm horribly intrigued on where you're going now, uh, as per usual. But getting my final thoughts here, uh, the score on this, too, which is something I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Lauren Balf went ahead and did the score. He did the score for Mission Impossible Fallout, which that score is badass. He also did the score for Bad Boys for Life, which I adore. And he did the score for Penguins of Madagascar. And I fucking love that movie. He also did the score for Tomorrow War, which we'll just, you know, pretend he didn't. He also did the score for Lego Batman movie and another Scarlett Johansson movie, Ghost in the Shell, which, you know, totally didn't happen. But the score here was just the the, the hint of Russian influence really in every frame. It works so well, and it gives it this almost theatrical, gothic feel to it that makes a film, film feel heavier. But I like the fact it feels heavier. And the last interaction between the last fight between Natasha and Taskmaster was really well done. And seeing the whole Red Room program, how these widows are trained, it's horrifying how precise the widows are. It's it's really fascinating to watch. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here for me. Like I said, I was, I was back between a B plus and an A minus. I kept going back and forth, but. Really, for me, I dug this. This is in that Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange range for me. I, I I know I am in the minority on this. I would probably give, I think I gave Thor Ragnarok a B. Uh, I actually like the movie more the more I've seen it. I'd probably give that a B plus now if I could go back and change that. But I actually like this more than Ragnarok, personally. I, I had a lot of fun with this. And this is one of those films that... If you're a guy, like, yes, is the whole concept of, you, you know, is the whole Red Room concept uh, a bit silly? When you think about it, not really. Because when you think about cult, how cults work, if you just train cults how to kill people, <laughs> it would basically be the Red Room. So I really like the grim nature of this. And I think that might be a little shocking to some audiences as far as how grim this does get at points. But given the subject matter, it needs to be. So I'm going to give this a solid A-. minus. I had so much fun with this. I might go see this again on a $5 movie Tuesday. Uh, the, the, it would be my third time seeing it. But I enjoyed it that much. And like I said, the in credit scene is really, really well done. And it's a very intriguing tease. And I can't wait to see where they uh, where they go with this. And... Uh, last thing I uh, last thing I will say about it, uh, Kate uh, Kate Shorthand, the director. This is really the first time she's done something like like this. She's directed, you know, her from directing uh, uh, Lore back in 2012. Um, he's directed some episodes of uh, of uh, uh, Smilf, but she really overall has had not has not directed a lot of stuff, and this is a whole different scale. Of directing when it comes to you know doing a Marvel film and she knocked it out of the park so uh, props 
for being able to go ahead and handle this material. But Black Widow, have you seen it? What'd you think? Uh, let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp, to name a few places. And you can find us on YouTube at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to like both our pages on Facebook, uh, The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch at some point, but I will keep you all updated on that. Make sure you like both pages so you know when I'm going live. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. We will have reviews up here soon for... Uh, I'm going to be reviewing Space Jam, which I'm... Uh, the, the original Space Jam. So I'm going to review Space Jam this upcoming week. And uh, Scott and I will be reviewing... Uh, Loki next week weekend. Uh, I'm gonna watch episode five tonight. I'm really excited to see how this gonna wrap up. And uh, so we're gonna review Loki as well as Space Jam, uh, a new legacy. God help me. I don't. I'm worried about that movie. I will just say I am concerned. But I've been wrong before. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. Get your COVID shot for fuck's sake. Get your COVID shot so we can all go back outside. And we'll talk to you soon.